0: Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts The greatest stories never written Good afternoon, and welcome to a very sexy edition of Tight Shorts. I'm Chris Ryle Wright, and today's episode is sponsored by Rhino Oil for the body-positive sun worshipper in your life. Today's story is soup. And a sandwich. Taking a slight diversion from usual proceedings, I would like to share a story with you that came from a listener. I received an email, two weeks ago, from Shell. um... I'm going to call you Shelly uh, Shell, because, because um, th- she, you know, she, Shell's horrible. Shelly said she was a big fan of the show. And she wanted to know, sorry, I'm trying to read the email now, but she types like a doctor. She wanted to know if I would care to share her story. And as this story is a somewhat romantic story, I thought I'd save it for this special occasion. She says, Dear Chris, five years ago, I lost my husband. Sorry, there's a big, uh, straight, odd bit of paragraphing here, so I'm just having to scroll down. To uh, I lost my husband to uh, to death, she's put, so I don't really understand, uh, that's not very specific, um, but her husband died. I lost my husband to, to death, and he was the love of my life. Your listeners may be interested in the story of how we met. I hope so, Shelley, because I've more or less committed to doing this now. We met at school. I was a freckly, pimple-nosed, redhead girl in year nine and he was a tall, handsome, blonde, red-haired boy in year ten. We met a few times in the canteen and exchanged passing glances, neither wishing to give away or show our hand too soon, but I think we both quietly knew there was a magnetic attraction between us. Eventually one day, Gary, for that was his name, it's very, very formal of you to say that, put it that way, Shelley. Uh, Gary came up to me in the playground. He asked me if I'd seen the latest film. Shelley, you could have taken a minute just to find out what the film was. Um, I would have added a bit of colour. Um, let's just say it was The Crying Game. He asked me if I had seen The Crying Game. I hadn't. He invited me to go. Well, this was the first time I'd been to the cinema with anybody but my parents. But we went along and brought our popcorn and our ice cream. And we laughed until our sides hurt. Oh, I shouldn't have said the crying game. Um, Oh, it doesn't matter. And we laughed until our sides hurt. When we came out, we couldn't believe the ending. It was the most touching, romantic... No, I need to change the film. Um they went to see You've Got Mail, let's just say. So he asked her if if she'd seen uh, You've Got Mail and she hadn't seen You've Got Mail and then they went to see You've Got Mail and they found it very uh, funny and whatever. When we came out of the cinema, Gary, very forwardly, I thought, asked me if I wanted to have a threesome with his friend, Kath. I was heartbroken. I couldn't believe that Gary would cheat on me on our first date. Well, that's a little bit unfair. Shelley, I don't think you can call it cheating if you are only on a date and it's only the first date. But in any case, this this is your story. I told Gary what I thought. I thought he was a heartless, mean and cruel person. Shelley. I told him I never wanted to see him again. I told him that if he ever came near me or my family... Why would you want to go near your family? If he ever came near me or my family, there would be trouble. He politely obliged, and for the next twenty-four hours, I didn't see or hear word from my beloved Gary. I just couldn't hold it in any longer. I went to his house, and I banged on the door, and I told him I would never doubt him again. For you, Gary, you are the love of my life, and I promise to love and serve you and protect you for as long as I shall live. Or my name is not Shell Gibbon. Oh, Jesus Christ. Listen, um, I'm sticking to Shelley. And I, as a compromise, I just won't say your surname, okay? Or my name is not Shelley. I hope you let me know if you think I'm getting the voice wrong. We stayed together for the next 20 years. Though this would not be the last time that I lost Gary. TIGHT SHORTS Gary and I were wed in a modest little ceremony in a village just outside Shropshire. It was 1987, and the weather... Oh, how old are you? I've got the years. Or, In any case, the weather was bright and sunny, but with just a nice amount of cloud coverage, as to make a perfect picture... This isn't very interesting, so I'll just scroll off this bit. That I got married. Uh, about children, um, so... Ah, Gary had proposed to me in Alphabetti Spaghetti. Oh, God. oh, he, li- he literally, he, Gary literally had proposed in a bathtub of Alphabeti Spaghetti on national television. It was comic relief night. We had talked about getting married on a number of occasions, but I hadn't seen it coming. Somehow, it was a surprise. Not really surprised, it was a surprise. It's a bath of spaghetti. We moved in to a house together. It was a modest little building, but it was home. I tended to the kitchen, while Gary discovered a love for gardening. He was always very sociable, and I loved hearing his stories when he would return home from a day out. He would often talk about Ken the Bricky, or... "'Dave the Sparky, or Sam the Pensions Advisor. "'But sadly, as the years went on, "'those trips to the garden took longer. "'I wouldn't see my husband sometimes for hours at a time. "'I would take his dinner outside and leave it on the doorstep, "'and in the mornings he would be out of his bed and off to work "'before he'd even said so much as good morning or given me a kiss.' I won't pretend it wasn't difficult, to see this distance growing between me and the man I loved. We had talked about children, I had longed for them, but he made it quite clear that he didn't want freckly kids. I guess in my naive way I thought I'd be able to eventually twist his arm. But time had other plans. One day I went to the garden to bring his food to him. He'd been fixing a hole in the fence for the past few years and I hoped that today was the day it would be finished. But as I stepped out on that cold October morning, Gary was gone, and the whole remained. Gary was never found. For the longest time my life was turned upside down. I started eating junk food and hanging out at the tyre shop. I wore flip-flops and started eating crayfish. I drank enough lemonade to sink a ship. It was torture. I couldn't be sure if Gary was still alive. He was eventually declared, assumed, missing and dead, or both. And life had to go on. And this is the reason I'm writing. I wanted your listeners to hear that there is still hope. To this day, if I lean my ear against that fence, I can hear my Gary's voice, alive, as if it were right next to me, just on the other side of that wood. I hear him... On Valentine's, those private sounds I used to love, those familiar things known to only two, it is as if he's alive in my walls. And as I passed my neighbour's window and glanced in, I swear I saw Gary stood beside me in the reflected glass. I turned, and he was not there. I still leave his dinner sometimes, on the back step and drop his mail by the fence. And though this may sound like wishful thinking, the food is eaten, and the mail is gone. There's a little boy that lives next door. He looks a lot like... Uh, you know, um, Shelley, I'm sorry to stop reading. I probably should have had um, a, a look at this um, in advance. I think perhaps... um, <clears throat> I think... Did the... Uh, did the police ever talk to your neighbour? That just may be something to to think about. But Shelley, thank you so much for the letter. Um, I think, I guessing, I'm just going to skip ahead and assume that the moral is that uh, love endures and love goes on. And I'm very touched. And I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day, um, which I'm assuming you're spending listening um, to the to the walls. Um thank you again Shelley and thank you to all you lovely listeners I hope you've had a lovely Valentine's Day or are going to have a lovely Valentine's Day or had one uh, depending when you listen to this I generally wish everybody some sort of romantic love um, and fulfilment in that area next time on Tight Shorts Bushy Bushy Blonde Hairdo Been listening to Chris Ryle Wright in tight shorts. Follow, share, and subscribe for more. Music by Rob Joy with the voice of Jodie Elms.